Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hello there and welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast. My name is Dean Millard. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode, our fifth, as we continue this journey through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. And the main thing we want to get across with this show is it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy because the plant is beneficial for so many reasons. We have a fun show lined up for you today. Nora Salem from Bud and Bloom is going to drop by and we're going to explore the cannabis entertainment side of things. We've looked at production, uh, we've looked at hemp, uh, we've uh, covered some different news. Uh, we talked to Riley Cote last week about uh, how it can help in the recovery process of injuries when it comes to athletes and athletes after their playing career. And so we're going to explore the entertainment industry a little bit. Bud and Bloom is a wonderful company that can deliver beautiful bouquet of flowers. If you check out our uh, our Twitter page at the Cannabis 101, you will see some of the pictures that we've put up there. A lot of different services that uh, Nora provides. So we'll, we'll talk to her about what it's been like getting into the cannabis entertainment industry. What's That Strain features Chris Einson, of course, our educator. He is from Nova Cannabis, their White Avenue location. And we're talking DNA genetics today. Sour Tangy and Lemon Skunk. And I can tell you Chris is really excited about today's episode because DNA genetics uh, for Chris, they're the goats. They are the greatest of all time when it comes to producing cannabis. So he's really excited about that. This Week in Cannabis News with David Wiley from OkanaganZ.com slash OZ. That's where you go to check out all the articles that David has. OkanaganZ.com is how you sign up for the newsletter. Newsletter rather. We're going to be talking Canopy Growth, who is growing. Uh, Leafly delivering a pickup option in Canada. Illinois is on the legalization train and April showers bring higher sales of cannabis flowers. So we'll discuss all of that on This Week in Cannabis News the godfather of cannabis in cannabis characters today, and I'll uh, have more on that in a second. Tools of the Trade will feature grinders, and Weed Word of the Day is about flour. But our cannabis question is how we start every show, and today's question is, who is the greatest cannabis character when it comes to TV and film? The greatest cannabis character when it comes to TV and and film and the reason why we're going with this is next week we will kick off the cannabis character cup again it starts next week you can check out the contest page at cannabis 101 podcast.ca for full details you can find out all our uh, contests that we have going on there and how you can get in on this contest but you will be able to vote. Uh, Every week we're going to put it out on our uh, Twitter page, or every day rather, we're going to put a uh, Twitter page starting next Wednesday for uh, 63 days at the Cannabis 101. And so 
just to have some fun in announcing the uh, Cannabis Character Cup, we have a play-in game, and it is between Fritz the Cat and Brian Griffin from Family Guy. So you, you can vote at the Cannabis 101 on Twitter. Uh, by the way, while you're there, say hello. Tweet at me. Tell me where you're listening from. Love to find out where all of the Cannabis 101 podcast listeners are coming from. Uh, you can get us, as mentioned, on Twitter, at the Cannabis 101. Instagram, we are the Cannabis 101 podcast. Our Facebook page is the Cannabis 101 podcast. And you can email us at any time if you want to get in touch with us, uh, if you uh, think you'd make a good guest or you want to get involved in the show somehow. Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Uh, my personal Twitter handle is at DuckMillard. And you can check out our website where you can find out all of our, our contests at Cannabis101podcast.ca. But uh, throw me a tweet at the Cannabis101 and tell me where you're listening from. So... We have the uh, Cannabis uh, Character Cup that we'll be launching next Wednesday. Really excited about this. Uh, every day starting next Wednesday, I'll have a different matchup. And you can vote on Twitter at the Cannabis 101 and determine who is the greatest cannabis character in TV and film. So if you want to just tweet at me who you think it is at the Cannabis 101, that's fine. Tell me your opinion. I For me... Um, I'm going to reveal mine a little bit later on and you'll be able to tell, uh, who mine is. So that's our cannabis question. Who is the greatest cannabis character in TV and in film? So TV or film, you don't have to, uh, give us both. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast. Your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Before we bring in our guest to the podcast, Nora Salem from Bud and Bloom. And by the way, Nora will have something for our uh, Cannabis 101 podcast listeners. We will have a giveaway uh, that will simply involve a, a little following and tweeting on social media for you. So make sure you stick around for that. You will want to definitely get your hands on some of the creations that Nora has at Bud and Bloom. But let's start things off with what goes well with. And this is just a quick little segment, anything that pairs well with cannabis. And again, would love to hear from you and your thoughts and what do you like to pair with cannabis. Just shoot us a quick tweet at the Cannabis 101. For me, it's traveling through the mountains. And I just did this on the weekend. I was at the Pod Summit in Calgary, and uh, my wife and I went uh, the long way around. We went from Calgary to Lake Louise and then up uh, the Icefield Highway to Highway 11, came through Nordeg, and then up through Lodgepole and the Brazo River Dam. If if you are uh, from Alberta, you would know the drive. We came out on 16 and uh, the back way through St. Albert. But it took us through the mountains in a glorious way, and thankfully, my wife uh, likes to drive in the mountains, so I was able to just sightsee the whole time. And and I, uh, you know, I have my uh, my wolf grinder with me, which is like a six-in-one tool. That's all I have to take. Uh, you know, you stop along the road, you get out for a stretch of the legs, uh, 
sightsee viewing the mountains you have a hit on the pipe and it's just it was just awesome and i'd love to do it through train i've traveled through train across western canada a little bit and it's just such a such a cooler view than you get from a car but any kind of travel through the mountains i think pairs well with cannabis of course as long as you're not driving as i was in so it was an awesome drive I would love to uh, live in a tiny shack in the middle of nowhere in the mountains uh, if I could. On my other podcast, Sports and More, I do an obscenely rich list. And, and that would be on my obscenely rich list, to have just a shack in the middle of nowhere that I could escape to in the mountains. And I would definitely pair that with cannabis. So that's what's go what goes well with, uh, for me, anything that pairs well with cannabis is traveling uh, through the mountains as a passenger. is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Very excited to uh, speak to my next guest. Uh, she is Nora Salem from Bud and Bloom, and we're going to explain exactly what that is. You can check out her website, www.budandbloom.net, on Twitter, at Bud and Bloom Y-E-G. And we will have a, a little contest later on during the conversation where we will be giving somebody a $35 canna floral arrangement from Bud and Bloom. Nora, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for being here today. Thanks for having me. All right, let's talk about what is Bud and Bloom. Uh, we are sitting in my uh, home studio and looking at a beautiful uh, canna floral arrangement that you've brought out and uh, we'll put those uh, pictures out on uh, social media and on our website. Uh, but tell us a little bit about Bud and Bloom. So Bud and Bloom is a custom design and floral studio. Um, basically it provides customers the ability to customize their gifts um, with some cannabis as long as they're of legal age of course. Um, so that is in different ways for canna florals. I do cannabis leaves. I can also do cannabis products but they have to be provided um, by the customers themselves. So I've done spliff arrangements for a 420 party where people could actually just pick the spliffs right out and enjoy them at their table. Wow. Um, I've done, Mother's Day was surprisingly busy with hand-rolled joints by their daughters that were in beautiful floral arrangements. Um, the buds, like full cannons at times, if people are growing their own plants, they just provide me a cannon and I stick it right in there. Um but yeah, it's a it's a really great way to also raise awareness that it is just a plant. Um, so when I've been doing markets, people have been really excited to just see the leaves and touch them. And it breaks down a little bit of that stigma that's um, kind of developed over the years. Yeah, our slogan on this show is it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy because there's so many things um, with this plant. And, uh, you know, we talk about ways to consume it and, and now... Um, we can, uh, you know, please our mind visually by looking at some of these things that you're putting together. So there's so many great uses uh, when it comes to the cannabis plant, and uh, I think that's wonderful. And I think that's a, a great sign that Mother's Day was very busy, that people are starting to accept cannabis uh, as a uh, helpful plant in their life or an enjoyable thing to have uh, in the evening or, or whenever. And um, that's so refreshing to see that, Maybe more eyes are opening up and, um, you know, mothers that maybe hit it before don't have to do that anymore. Of course, of course. I mean, like, who are these cool moms? So many cool moms right. out there. 
<laughs> no kidding. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that uh, that is going well. So let's talk about where you came into this and, and how you came into this. Was this something that you had been eyeing for a long time and then legalization happened or did it happen after legalization? What was your... Um, you know, turning point to get into this business? So it was a bit of a interesting path. I actually, my background is in social services. um, And I worked as a frontline worker for five years. And part of that was in child protection, which is a very tough job, um, and ended up with an anxiety disorder. So I initially found myself in the hospital thinking I was having a heart attack and not believing that it was a panic attack. And that kind of uh, started my journey into the mental health world for myself. Um, And it was just prescription after prescription that they were trying to push down my throat. And I was never a fan of prescription anything. So finally, I I tried Ativan and said, no, you know, this is insane. I'm a zombie and I'm not happy with you can feel the dependency with it. Um, I'm not happy with it. What else can I do? And I was really lucky to have a great family doctor who said, well, you know, let's give cannabis a try. Natural health services had just opened up. Um, So I had gone over there and it opened up my eyes to a a whole other side of cannabis because of course I had used it recreationally before in my youth, but um, that was the first time I used it medically and it just changed changed my life. Um, So yeah, I I kind of went down that path of social services for another couple years. I tried (laughs) to... um, yeah, to uh, trudge through, but it just wasn't for me. And at the end, I said, you know, I need to do something in the arts. That's where my heart is. And I love cannabis. How do I combine these things? Um, And along the way, I had actually written a couple of blog posts for um, Cannabis Advisor and came across, one of my posts was about great gifts. And I came across a company that was doing something similar over in the States. And I thought, oh, this is a great idea and kind of just stuck it in my back pocket. Um, and of course, wanted to do things differently with uh, in, terms of, in terms of my creativity. Um, and then one night I was high and it just went off, light bulb went off. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. And I came up with the logo and website and Instagram page, all of that. And the one sitting, you can be very productive while high. <laughs> I totally agree. I come up with some of, uh, I think, my greatest ideas and things that have been very successful in my broadcasting career. And I'd segment the ideas that I would come up with. A lot of it came uh, while I was was, uh, consuming cannabis and in that high state because your mind is, I think, uh, more open. But anyway, continue on to uh, uh, where that took you and and how this business has taken off. Um, Yeah, so that basically, I kind of... um launched without really planning to launch um, as quickly as I did. So it was more of a soft launch and it was the week of Valentine's Day, which is the craziest week in the floral industry. Um, And I do have a background in some uh, floral design, floral arranging. So I just started off with um, bouquets and it was really well received. So I, I continued on with it and here we are. How many months are we since February? I don't even know. It's been a blur. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's been so fantastically received. Um, it's opened up the door to uh, designing with cannabis in so many other ways as well. Like I did the Cannabis and Hemp Expo where um, I created a floral wall with a 
canvas leaf cut out of it and now that's up for rent um and bud bars for weddings because people don't want to do alcohol bars now they they want bud bars at their weddings so styling for those events and just a whole other world it's really really exciting it's so it sure is and i I love your your backstory of getting into the the industry and um, listen, I have friends who asked their doctor for CBD and were laughed at. Um, so I'm really glad that you had uh, a, uh, an open-minded doctor. And, you know, I, I, I went through and I still deal with uh, mental health issues. And I was on prescription uh, uh, for a long time. And at some point, they, they helped me get me to a, a level. But then I got to the point where I wasn't improving and I wasn't enjoying the side effects and I weaned off and started going with more natural products, including cannabis. And listen, I, I've told the story on this show before that I used to be the guy that said to my buddy, give me 50 bucks worth of weed. I don't care what it is right. as long as it gets me high. And I didn't know. No, we, a lot of us didn't yeah. know. And, and now <laughs> I, I specifically research strains that are going to help me with my anxiety and my depression. And, you know, this is for this day and this is for this day. And this isn't good for this day because I'm already in a high anxious state. So uh, I, I think that there is so much more to it. And, and I, I love that uh, when I hear other stories like that too, because um, at some point we're going to discover everything that this plan has to offer and it's going to blow our minds literally. Yeah. yeah. It, it really is. I mean, when I was writing for um, the cannabis blog, that was greatly rewarding for me because I had to research cannabis on a whole other level. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, so it changed my life with my anxiety. And then researching it, I it was that, that turning point of what are we doing? Why have we not been looking at this plant differently all these years? Because it's amazing. It's amazing the uses and um, it's just a shame that we're only getting to it now, but at least at least it's happening. It's a start, that's for sure. So let's chat a little bit about what we have in front of us and uh, people can see these pictures on our, uh, our uh, social media accounts. You can uh, follow at BudBloomYEG or you can check out uh, www.budandbloom.net. Uh, but some of the services that you do provide uh, first of all, let's let's chat about arranging these uh, because we jokingly said it's not just throwing yeah. <laughs> plants or, or, or leaves in there. So tell us a little bit about uh, you know what people can see in the pictures that we're looking at in front of us and, and how this comes together. Of course. Um, so first of all, I need to give a shout out to uh, Herb Gold 420 who provided the leaves in this arrangement. Um, it's been a wonderful community. Also, the cannabis community is amazing with their support um, because as you you guys know there's strict destruction policies for growers so I couldn't just walk into Aurora and say hey can you give me all the leaves that you defoliate right Um, so I reached out to the local growing community and uh, they've been a huge help these arrangements would not look as beautiful as they did without them Um, but yeah there's beautiful uh, cannabis leaves right in between a mum and a peony and some roses it's a rose spray with myrtle and wax flower Um, of course this means nothing to anyone listening who doesn't know flowers but go look at the picture it's beautiful Mm. Um, but yeah it's a great soft uh, feminine piece that I thought would just be a great way to showcase how the cannabis leaf is beautiful and it's beautiful in all arrangements but that delicate feminine um grace that this arrangement has i think is really interesting because it's it's been villainized right so uh that's that's why i brought this one the leaves themselves are very finicky just like the plant is 
Uh, so I right now I'm experimenting with certain ways to um, keep them fresh out of water because what I tell all my clients with canna florals, if they have leaves in them, is that they have to be submerged in water. The stems, that is, have to be submerged in water at all times. Otherwise, your leaves will start looking very sad um, and kept out of direct sunlight, hot areas. So they are um, as delicate as the arrangement looks. And I would like them to be a little bit more hardy. So I've been using my floristry skills to um, work around the the struggles <laughs> that they're presenting me with. <laughs> yeah, and, and I could imagine, I could imagine, and especially when it's your work and it's your pride that you're putting into it, uh, it's probably almost never. You know, you're always uh, more critical of your your own work, but um, arranging it. Uh, there, there has to be a strategy. It's not just throwing darts at a board. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And um, with any design, I mean, you're really paying for that eye. Um, and that's, as, as you saw while your wife was taking photos, mm. I rearranged and um, just wanted to make sure that it was balanced. So those are things, everyone actually has a design eye, but a lot of people don't have the vocabulary. So when you look at something and you like it, you just know you like it because it works. But that's because there's visual balance. The colors are working together. Um, the composition is is visually pleasing, but there's so much that goes into it. So with the leaves, you know, if I have um, a whole bunch of fan leaves that are right in the middle and there's two large flowers, kind of like uh, the arrangement that we have in front of us, it is more than one focal point. So I still want the leaves in the middle. How do I make it so that they all dance together instead of struggle? Um, so yeah, it's it's really great. The artist in me is very happy. Um, the cannabis advocate in me is very happy. So yeah. yeah good synergy. Yeah. So you have uh, items like this, and we'll get into uh, some of the other services that you provide. But uh, the one thing that you have on your website is driftwood decor. I think this is really cool. I think it's very... Uh, you know, people enjoy seeing that. Um, I love walking down and just finding driftwood oh, yeah, when you best. can. Yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your driftwood decor that you do. So the driftwood decor, um, that was actually going to be a separate business with a friend of mine. We go up to the mountains a lot and have some um, secret driftwood pe- beaches that we uh, go and salvage them from. But uh, it just was going to be too much to start, you know, two businesses. And when I I thought of the custom design studio piece, I really had that in mind of being able to um, really let my creativity flow in whatever direction I wanted, but still bring it all together. Um, So I haven't put any photos of incorporating cannabis in the driftwood pieces, but they are basically all from the Rocky Mountains where... Uh, we collect them. And then I put in air plants, moss, um, plants that are very easy to care for. In my opinion, you just have to spritz them with water every week, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, they they make great decor pieces, very natural. But you can also incorporate cannabis through um, different, um, like, glass uh not adhesives they're they're basically strung onto the driftwood in different ways unfortunately i just haven't had the time because the business did kind of take off which is a good thing not complaining i'm not complaining but i would like to get pictures of how to incorporate cannabis in in the uh the sober uh designs that i have (laughs) 
<laughs> so Bud Bars, you mentioned that earlier, and um, this is something that I think is going to be really, really big. Yeah. You know, there's a whole generation of kids that are going to grow up without the stigma uh, that cannabis has to a lot of people, and Bud Bars are going to be, I think, uh, a trendy thing. So tell me and, and our listeners exactly what a Bud Bar is. So a Bud Bar is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, instead of having an alcoholic bar, you have a Bud Bar where your guests can enjoy um, whatever cannabis products you want. So a lot of people are looking at it and coming uh, against the struggle of getting licensing because, of course, you can't just go to AGLC and get a cannabis license like you can a liquor license for your event. Um, and then with venues, struggling with 420 venues and, and how to set that up. And bud tenders as well. Do you have someone who just really knows their stuff tend to it or do you have someone who has their butt tender certification um so it's really interesting for the wedding industry to try and navigate that i know there's um a couple of us that are trying to do that work so that guests don't have to um Mm -hmm. struggle when they come to us uh but yeah it's there's so many people that have thought well why would we have an alcoholic bar when cannabis is legal now um, and designing it is a big part of that. It's not the same as a, I mean, it could be, I guess, but because um, cannabis is a plant and not a, a, what is it, liquid, I guess. Yeah, for pouring out of a bottle. <laughs> yeah. Um, they they don't want to just stick it behind a bar and have people dole it out from, it, it, it gives a, more of that like, I don't know. Hide it away feel? Yeah, and they want to display it. So I offer Bud Bar styling services where you basically just tell me what it is you want, uh, what the cannabis products are, what your theme for the wedding is, colors, all that stuff, what flowers are, because I don't necessarily have to do the flowers for the whole event. I can just style the Bud Bar. Yeah. Um, And then I go ahead and make your make your vision come true. And they provide the cannabis? They provide the cannabis, yes. So that can be anything from um, the bud to spliffs to edibles. Um, People are, now that that it's been legalized and edibles are are coming along, um, they're wanting to provide that. And it's tricky because you obviously want to make sure that their event is as legal as possible, but at the same time, it's a private event if they're having it out at a friend's property in a barn. And um, so, yeah, it's it's tricky to navigate right now because we're kind of still in a gray area with legalization, um, but we're, we're trying our best, all of us in the wedding industry, to, to figure it out. All right, so you have, uh, um, we, you mentioned the flower wall rental, and, and I think that was great. That was the expo we saw it there. Um, photo shoot styling is, a, is another service you provide, and, and event styling. So tell me about, a little bit about the, the strategy and, and what people can expect uh, with those uh, sort of events. Obviously, the, the selfie wall is pretty self-explanatory yeah. and cool. Yeah, the selfie, I love that wall so much. Um, yeah, the selfie wall is just for rent. Uh, the setup and teardown is included, so it's just a beautiful uh, addition to any cannabis-related event because the the leaf, of course, if you guys go look at it on the website, it uh, is right in the middle, and you get to pose with this giant cannabis leaf. Who doesn't mm-hmm. want to do that? Um, yeah, so the photo shoot styling uh, came up from various requests, People, photographers do want to have florals in 
some of their shoots, but they're a lot of work and they're busy with other things. So I did a couple and thought this is an actual service I can provide. I really enjoy it. It's a whole other um, uh, area for, again, my creativity to flourish. And it's so fast paced. You really have to adapt to what the photographer wants, what the models are doing, what your environment entails. Um, But I take care of all of that. So it's the same kind of thing. The photographer in this case would be my client and they tell me what they have planned for the shoot, what the goal is, what their vision is. And I bring all of the um, flowers and vases and whatever props they need or that I think would would fit their vision. Uh, Event styling is a little bit um, more planned ahead of time. So that would be for like the 420 party I did where we sat down and they said, okay, so we do want to have some can of florals with just the cannabis leaves, but we also want to have some spliffs that people can take out and enjoy. And that was based on, you know, guest numbers and a number of factors. But we sit down and talk about same thing you would do for a wedding, right? What your colors are, what aesthetic you're going for, um, what, who your guests are and yeah basically just do a little bit of a, an interview <laughs> and uh, see what we can do for their events. One of the events that you have coming up is uh, July 11th you'll be at the 124th Street Market and so we've spoken about uh, if you have uh, like I said a 420 or a wedding or a photo shoot um, or if you just want to pick up a, a, a floral arrangement that we're looking at right now. So you kind of have uh, the best of both worlds. If you're just looking for something for mom or your wife or your sister or anybody, uh, or if you have a, a bigger event, people can obviously get a hold of you at uh, budandbloom.net, but uh, covering all the bases. And what do you be doing on uh, July 11th? So the markets are your more traditional um, florist venue, you could say. So I have bouquets right now. I have both sober florals and canna florals. So sober florals obviously have no cannabis-related products in them. And the canna florals at the markets are with just the leaves. So there are no products there, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have the beautiful kind of touch with the leaves and they're they're just um bouquets that you can pop into a vase when you get home in the middle of your dining table or coffee table or it's it's just a bouquet that you can enjoy it doesn't have to be a special event that you enjoy flowers for awesome i like that uh, um shameful plug i try to get my wife a little thing a bouquet of flowers once a week doesn't always oh, happen. So nice. um, she's actually the one saying, "Stop doing it." Uh, you know, it's a, you don't have to do it all the time. But uh, I think it's I think it's right. I think just a, a nice arrangement brightens up somebody's day, and uh, especially if they're a cannabis enthusiast, it's the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. So, your thoughts on um, you know maybe how legalization has gone, and maybe any kind of restrictions you've uh, come up against uh, in the business world. Uh, you know, I talk a lot of, to a lot of people and my friends about what legalization is for them and they're an individual, but as a business in the cannabis industry, what has it been like? Uh, So it was definitely a little scary to get off the ground initially uh, when I I sobered up the next day and had the logo and all these um, uh, like administrative things done. I thought, okay, well, now I need to look at the legislation and how to make sure that I'm crossing my T's and dotting my I's and um, doing this properly. And the legislation document is 
not a fun read, but basically after looking at it, 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 um, really highlighted the fear that is still around cannabis because there is no need for the length that it is. <laughs> I ended up glazing over a lot of it and still, um, getting the main points. Right. But yeah, at the end of it, it just really what hit home was the destruction policies because initially I thought, well, this is going to be great because there's a never ending supply of leaves. Um, and of course they need to defoliate those plants mm-hmm. at proper times in the cycle where they are beautiful and I can use them because I can't use, um, leaves that are further along in the cycle. They're covered in crystals and that's right. not pleasant in arrangements. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought I, it was going to be as easy as going to Aurora and saying, Hey, I have this great idea. I'll take some leaves off your hands. And then I came across the destruction regulations and I just thought, what a waste. Um, I get it to an extent, but I, I think there's definitely something we can do in terms of recycling the plant and recycling the crazy packaging that yeah. we have. Oh, man. <laughs> so. You know, I, it, it's it's so true. We had a guest on uh, by the name of J.D. Netter uh, with the Yellowhead Hemp Co. recently. And, you know, hemp is just another massive hero when it comes to cannabis. But if they didn't have an LP license, they would have to take the cannabis. They were only growing hemp yeah. and, and burn or let it yeah. rot, yeah. which could help. As we've both discussed that cannabis <sighs> yeah. has helped us with our uh, mental health issues. It could help so many people in so many other ways and to just let it rot. Yeah. It, like, you know, it's just, uh, it's just silly, but uh, I, I totally agree um, that there are now at some point, the restrictions are going to get better. And I think they're being very cautious about it. But for a business owner, it's a lot of roadblocks I'm sure you ran into oh, that yeah. you had to get maneuver around. It was, there were roadblocks and they, the, the fear that you start to have as a business owner. Initially, I had done a post on my Instagram about rose joints because they're quite the fad, right? Um, and talking about all plants have terpenes, right? Um, and that's initially where the rose joint idea came from. Roses have high uh, linalool contents. Okay. So if you roll them in with um, a strain that already has high linalool or doesn't, it's going to give it a linalool bo- boost. Oh, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I initially thought, well, this will be great when I can get my roses from certified organic farms or when I get my flowers really from certified organic farms, I can create smokable arrangements, right? We have our edible arrangements. Yeah. Why not dry your flowers and smoke them? And then I stopped dead in my tracks and thought, well, what if the off chance something happens, it it comes back on me as a business owner that because this person, you know, dried their flowers and tried to smoke the petals, something happened and that was because of it. Like it just opens up liability Alarm issues. Bells go off, right? Yeah. So, you know, I put I uh, I put a disclaimer there and I put a disclaimer in I talk about the terpenes and I think that's a good educational point for people that mm-hmm. again it reminds them it's just a plant. It has terpenes like every other plant. Um, but I, I do put you know, smoke your flowers at your own risk. I'm not. <laughs> well, and that's something everybody should be doing uh, uh, is everything at their own risk, right? 100%, so, yeah. Uh, you don't want to be uh, uh, behind that for sure. So this is what we're going to do. Uh, Nora has uh, kindly uh, gifted us with a $35 can of floral arrangement. So here's how you can get your hands on that. 
you first of all have to follow Nora at Bud Bloom Y-E-G. You have to follow us at The Cannabis 101 on Twitter and tweet at both of us with the hashtag Bud Bloom 101. Bud and Bloom, Cannabis 101, yeah. good synergy. <laughs> and uh, you could be getting a $35 canna floral arrangement. Uh, so we're going to let this uh, go for a week. We'll announce the, yeah. I'll announce the winner on my uh, the show next week. So you have uh, a week. It's uh, June 25th when we're recording this. This show will come out the next day. Uh, so from uh, Wednesday to Wednesday, you have a week to tweet at Bud Bloom Y-E-G and the Cannabis 101 with the hashtag BudBloom101, and somebody will receive a $35 canna floral arrangement. Now, we should say this is in kind of the Edmonton area. There, you know, yes. there will be people listening to this, um, you know, from different parts of the continent. Uh, so uh, if you're in Florida, you're probably not going to be able to want to drive to Edmonton yeah. to pick this up. Yeah, so you, and I can't ship it to you, unfortunately. Right, yeah, yeah, it's not shippable. <laughs> so this is kind of within uh, the Edmonton area. If you're, if you're basically, if you're able to, do they, they come and pick up these arrangements at your shop or do they, do you deliver? Or what? Yeah. How does it work? I do. So my studio right now is on uh, the West End. I'm actually working with uh, Formula four projects who cool. are doing some awesome design builds if you guys have been in Canna cabana shout out to formula four they do great work um but yeah my shop is just in the back there so they can come and pick, pick it, it up. up or i can deliver it um and i did want to uh put a little asterisk that it is all cannabis products so i had a mother's day arrangement where the daughter wanted to incorporate soft gels and it was like, okay, oh. this is this is now a design problem that we're going to have to figure out. And it was really fun. We ended up putting them in some beautiful um, cones. Cool. And she opened up the cones and there was a great little surprise. We could fit quite a few soft gels in there, actually. So it's whatever cannabis products you want. Um, or if you don't want any, I can just put the leaves. That's so interesting. Yeah. And uh Maybe something that you had never thought about no, before. So no. and, and that's great. You're learning as we go because you, you mentioned something before about uh, the friendliness. Um, everybody is pulling on the same rope in the cannabis industry because we, we have to get it to a level where it is on par. You know, I always use the, uh, the analogy that cannabis is treated like cigarettes instead of alcohol. And it's better for you than both of them. Like it's ridiculous. So don't you find everybody, um, even, uh, you know, competitors helping each other a little bit to yeah. get the industry up to a standard where that stigma is gone? Oh, a hundred percent. And you know, the, the first, um, people I worked with was actually the, the guys over at Bloom's Grow Tech. Um, again, super innovative idea where it's a bunch of electricians and um, construction and people coming together in the cannabis industry to help people who are just getting into it. So they set up like your whatever grow situation you want. If it's a micro grow, if it's a nursery, if it's they come and just do that consultation and take that legwork out of it because it is exhausting, right? Um but yeah, it was, they were so wonderful with, um, my idea and I went in saying, well, you know, I'll purchase every month or whatever. And they're like, well, no, that's crazy. We're going to defoliate anyways. You can just have them. And I thought this is crazy generous and maybe it was just them, but it ended up being every single grower I contacted 
And actually, a really interesting roadblock there is a couple of them, I think, they're a little weary about, you know, not knowing a person who's reaching out to them on Instagram or the internet in some way. So at first, there was a bit of, well, you know, who are you? And they're worried because legalization comes with um, some kickbacks for the the gray area stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as soon as they realized there wasn't anyone who's going to get them in trouble, they are very, very kind with um, their leaves. Yeah, I, I find everybody's been so helpful. And, uh, you know, me looking into this show, um, trying to learn as much as I can, there's been so much, so many people uh, reaching out to uh, help us. So we want you to receive a $35 can of floral arrangement. All you have to do is uh, follow uh, Bud and Bloom on Twitter at BudBloomYEG. Follow us at the Cannabis 101 and tweet at both of us, hashtag BudBloom101, and you could win a $35 can of floral arrangement. Uh, Nora, thank you so much for thank dropping you. by today. Uh, I love the... Uh, the, the uh, conversation behind how you got into the industry, the strategy, uh, the fact that it is getting more popular. It's all good signs, and I wish you nothing but the best down the road. Thanks so much, Dean. Same to you. What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. Welcome to This Week in Cannabis News with David Wiley of OkanaganZ.com. You can sign up for his uh, email newsletter that goes out uh, three times a week. And you can check out uh, exclusive content at OkanaganZ.com slash OZ. David, once again, welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast. How are you this week? Hey, Dean. I'm doing great. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for being with us. And uh, the four stories we're going to focus on, and then we'll give you... uh, a little uh, a bonus at the end is um, canopy growth is growing, and that is something that we've heard about. Uh, we, you, and I have previously talked about how a canopy is looked at uh, as one of the uh, the bigger ones, and they're getting even bigger now. Canopy growth is fascinating to watch, and the, I, I would argue that they most certainly are the the biggest cannabis company in the world at the moment, with now an option to move into the United States. When there's a triggering event, as they call it, what that means is that once uh, federal legalization kicks in, they can enter into the U.S. market. And they're looking to hemp. The future is hemp. That's what they believe. And, you know, they're growing. Canopy is growing by by massive leaps. And the latest is they're picking up 160 acres uh, in northern Saskatchewan where they're going to be growing uh, cannabis. They joked in their statement that they're going to be patrolling it with drones. I don't know how you uh, how you secure 160 acres, but most certainly they're going to be doing it. And that's to put that into perspective. A lot of growing is happening indoors right now, and that's measured by square feet of space. That's usually the what we talk about. And this is equal to seven million square feet of space of growing space. So that's a, that's a major operation in Saskatchewan for canopy growth. And right now, they actually have a hemp platform that they have about 4,000 acres currently. So this will, this, uh, all, with all of, their acquisition, all of their acquisitions of land, they're looking at about 5,000 acres uh, in 2019 of hemp production. So that's uh, fairly significant. Well, hemp is uh, just a, an absolute hero crop. I had J.D. Netter from Yellowhead Hemp Co. on my show a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I was just I was blown away. I knew a little bit about hemp, but I had no idea 
how important this crop could be for the environment and for society. So uh, I think uh, canopy growth is definitely on the right track. And, you know, they're also looking at the next wave when there's going to be obviously more product needed for edibles and concentrates and drinks and things like that. So uh, constantly keeping their eye on the future. Yeah, it's it's going to be pretty huge. And it, it, it affects a lot of different industries. You know, hemp can be used to make all kinds of different things. Um, dozens and dozens of things, paper, clothing, uh, concentrates. You can also make hempcrete, uh, which is uh, build uh, houses out of it. Uh, so yeah, so uh, good stuff for uh, canopy growth. I love growth. that one. Yeah. Now, this is awesome, and this is an awesome, awesome story. Leafly is going to be delivering pickup options in Canada, and uh, you know, if if you if you're new to the cannabis world and you don't know what Leafly is, uh, definitely get on your computer and check it out because they have a ton of information about different strains, among other things. And now you can tie that into your local store here in Canada. Correct, David? That's correct. And this will be particularly advantageous uh, right away in your neck of the woods. They'll be introducing Leafly. Will be introducing this service. Uh, initially through Spirit Leaf, which has a number of stores in Alberta and also uh, Saskatchewan, as well as a growing number in BC. And as retail becomes bigger and bigger, right now there aren't too many options. There are only a handful of stores open, but, but maybe with the exception being Alberta, of course. They will be elbow to elbow in some places across the country, and every advantage is going to be meaningful. Leafly saw that business opportunity and they ran with it. They're the biggest cannabis website online, 7.7 million unique visitors a year. And they're using that platform to set up that online reservation system where cannabis consumers, they can browse retail menus, they can book their weed online. Um, you know, maybe even when you're working, you can sneak that booking on your app on your lunch break. And then pick it up at your convenience when you're done work. So that's a pretty cool option. And, uh, you know, if you're feeling entrepreneurial there, you know, I guess the next step is probably a delivery service to get it from that online booking to your place. Don't know how that's going to mesh with the regulations, but there's probably a few people who are thinking about it. I'm pretty sure that is already in place and they're just waiting for the go ahead to be able to do it. I, I, you know, I know at the Edmonton cannabis expo, I talked to several different people that were saying that is coming delivery, just like you can get beer delivered or pizza delivered. Uh, cannabis yeah. will be on the uh, delivery scene at some point. And, and this is so good. Uh, the thing like fire and flower here in St. Albert, and there's also a spirit leaf in uh, St. Albert where I live. So I'll, I'll be checking in to see if uh, they're going to have that program soon. But fire and flower has that where you can go onto their website uh, at your lunch break and put away your uh, three and a half grams of lemon skunk. And then later on, pick it up <laughs> at uh, six or seven o'clock and, and, and away you go. And, that's good. And I think a lot of the bigger brands are going to be either partnering with Leafly or somebody or creating their own because there's nothing worse than saying, oh, I, I checked the store at 11 o'clock or I called there and then you go at six and they're, they're well sold out, as you mentioned. So I think this is something that is definitely going to take off. And the good thing with Leafly is, as we mentioned, they're one of the foremost um, websites when it comes to cannabis, the information they have on strains on their website, I find is a lot more than some of the retail outlet uh, websites, especially some of the effects and things like that. 
Mm-hmm. They're very thorough. Okay, so moving on to talking about uh, canopy growth, looking at when things get federally regulated and legalized in the United States. Well, uh, I, I have to think they're getting one step closer as uh, Illinois is now on the legalization train. Uh, there will be a new marijuana legalization bill. And they're also taking aim at... Uh, kind of making making or trying to make up, I don't think you'll ever fully make up, but trying to make up for the ridiculous war on drugs that includes marijuana. So this is not a Canadian story, but any state that gets on the legalization train, in my opinion, is good for the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. Shanita Penny, the president of the Okanagan-based, uh, sorry, Oregon-based Minority Cannabis Business Association weighed on this. And she said that... Uh, this is this is the kind of legalization effort that's going to benefit a lot of people. She says that it actually goes quite a bit further than what we've seen in other states, and uh, that it could be, as they promised, a new standard for uh, equitable legalization. Um, the pros of this it's it's a very progressive policy. Uh, they're really looking hard at reversing the the effects uh, on the of the war on drugs. There's going to be a lot of expungements. As far as cannabis cannabis convictions go, in Canada here we've we've touched on a little bit about the difference between pardons and expungements, and uh, an, an expungement is basically a recognition that these laws were unfair in the first place and should never have existed. So anyone who has a conviction under these laws will it will be automatically uh, just cleared from the system. So that, that's great. We haven't seen strong policies like this before, and anything that reverses those nasty effects of the war on drugs uh, is is a thumbs up from me. Um, of course, with this kind of legalization, there are always cons. Uh, in Illinois, that comes down to you're not able to grow your own unless you're a medical patient. Um, you can only smoke in your home, so there's you can't smoke in your car, of course, in any way, and you can't smoke uh, anywhere in public, basically. And that does bring up a challenges for people who live in condominiums or who rent their rent their place of residence because uh, that doesn't give them anywhere where they can they can smoke i'm sure you you could enjoy edibles or uh or tinctures Uh, but a lot of people do prefer a good old-fashioned joint Uh, and the tax is pretty enormous on this it it goes all the way up to Mm 28.75 percent on concentrates and that's uh that's a pretty significant amount of tax yeah, and not surprisingly, um, the uh, the testing industry and anti-drug groups and some, of course, religious organizations fought against this bill. But the flip side of that is this is the Midwest where this is happening. And, and now states like Wisconsin are saying, OK, now that Illinois did it, maybe we'll look at it. And it's going to be a domino effect at some point. It sure will. This opens the door for it. And uh, it's something that people want. The, most states, a lot of people don't know that most states actually have legalized cannabis in a medical form. It's just recreation that's uh, starting to follow a little more slowly behind. We are talking this week in Cannabis News with David Wiley from, from OkanaganZ.com. You can sign up uh, for his uh, email newsletter and also check out OkanaganZ.com slash OZ for all the latest news. And uh, this is interesting. April showers bring higher sales of flour. I guess you can look at it. Uh, article, <laughs> uh, according to Health Canada, saying that dried cannabis grew 16% in April compared to the prior month. What do you think this means? Is this uh, all uh, roses and sunshine as we're, as it seems to be? 
I, I, my initial thought was, where is this growth coming from? And according to the National Cannabis Survey for the first quarter of 2019, they touched on this a little bit, saying that uh, 2018 pre-legalization, about 14% of people were cannabis users. And now 2019 post-legalization, we're up at 18%. So more Canadians are reporting using cannabis in the past three months than they were prior. So where's that coming from? Where's the increase? Well, Stats Canada says that cannabis use is increasing among men and the middle aged. So for men, it's gone up 16% to 22%. And the middle age from 45 to 64 has jumped up from 9% to 14%. And we're also seeing that more users are obtaining uh, their cannabis from legal sources. So you're seeing, uh, well, Obviously, from from pre-legalization times when there wasn't really any available as a medical, <laughs> there's going to be that big jump. But even over the last few months, more and more people are turning to it, and uh, more cannabis users are starting to get their uh, their supply from multiple sources. Which means those that are have been buying only from the black market are starting to throw a little bit of that uh, licensed product in there as well, and getting their their toes wet. And that, of course, is the goal of legalization, is to let people enjoy the benefits of this plant, but they're also looking at stamping out uh, the gray market uh, as it is, or unregulated, as some people call it. You bet. And finally, finally, you guys have a store in your neck of the woods. I'm, I am lucky to live in the wild west of uh, cannabis, where there are stores aplenty. You know, it's like, uh, it's like <laughs> the, the, the old west, where... I can go in Alberta, I can go one mile and there's an oasis of a cannabis store where in BC, it's like you guys are truly in the desert and it's so spread out uh, that you get to one and you think it might be a mirage, but it is real. You guys finally have a store and you have some exclusive content on your site at okanaganz.com slash OZ. So I'll let you take the story as far as you want to, and then we can direct everybody to your site. It's only taken eight months. So we're we're pretty pleased out here. Uh, the Okanagan, for people who haven't visited, it's not a small place. We're uh, we have we're several cities across a quite a vast area, and we have 350,000 people who have not been able to visit a, a cannabis store anywhere in the Okanagan. So Spirit Leaf was the first license that's been approved by the province. And they're going to be located in Vernon and looking to open quite soon. Their next step was getting product in. And from there, they'll have a, a grand opening. We had an exclusive interview with, uh, with the owner. And she talked a little bit about the excitement of opening the store and the massive amount of support that she's received from her family and people in the community landlords, we don't often talk about them. They seem to be the unsung heroes in a lot of ways to people who are trying to open up cannabis retail stores. Without the strong support of the landlord, uh, often out here writing letters of support to city council on these applications, and even in some cases I've seen them appear before city council to speak on behalf of the tenants, it just goes to show that the people who are trying to open up these retail stores are people who are passionate about the industry and people with quite a bit of credit uh, behind them. And in, in Spirit Leaf's case, Sarah Ballantine, who, uh, who's opening up with her husband, Carson, uh, actually comes from Alberta. 
and she worked for the Alberta provincial government for a while in uh, human resources. So she's been bringing a lot of those skills and that expertise into the industry here and looking at uh, how we can be sure that we, we're, we're working within great hiring standards, make sure that people are getting trained the way that they should be. Uh, she's been looking at what's fair wage and policies and just great people. So hats off to Sarah and Carson and congratulations to Spirit Leaf for being the first store uh, to be open in the Okanagan. Yeah, Sarah and Carson now uh, become, uh, you know, trendsetters and, uh, you know, pioneers of the cannabis industry in uh, the Okanagan area. And and listen, the one thing I have learned about the cannabis industry is, is and I use this expression a lot, everybody's pulling on the same hemp, hemp rope uh, at the same time to try to get the industry up to, you know, you know, where it, where it should be. And, uh, she, I'm sure she'll be on hand to help others uh, when they're opening their stores and, and grow the industry as it should. Uh, David, uh, thanks as always for joining us. Uh, you can check out that story, that exclusive content and more at okanaganz.com slash OZ and sign up for the newsletter through email. Thanks again, David. Thank you, Dean. You got a joint? Uh, me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Time now for Cannabis Characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs> and beyond. Is it heavy stuff, man? <laughs> So today on Cannabis Characters, I'm going with the man, Tommy Chong from Up in Smoke. I referred to the godfather earlier. This is, to me, the godfather of cannabis characters. Uh, Some people look at Neil Young as being like a godfather of grunge music, and obviously there is the godfather from the movie. And for me, it all starts with Tommy Chong when you talk about the greatest cannabis characters of all time. We have the Cannabis Character Cup. Tommy Chong is the number one seed. He will be the number one seed going into the Cannabis Character Cup. Uh, He is man from the man from Up in Smoke. Uh, His character, Pedro Dupacus, he's number two. The dude will be number three. And Jeff Spicoli will be number four. That rounds out your top four seeds so Tommy Chong, number one, uh, his character, the man from Up in Smoke, like I said, uh, one of the best ever. Obviously, Tommy Chong is also Canadian, so that helps out when you're doing a, a cannabis podcast in Canada. He was actually born at the U of A hospital in Edmonton, which is, uh, I live just outside of Edmonton in St. Albert. So the man, hilarious character, uh, my friend uh, Jason Buckman uh, when we were in high school, we dressed up as Cheech and Chong. He's taller than me, so he was Chong, and I was Cheech, and we actually got pulled over by the cops, and uh, it was fun. We had a good uh, Halloween that year as uh, Cheech and Chong. So uh, the man in the movie Up in Smoke comes uh, out of the ditch, uh, dressed like a woman because he's trying to hitch a ride, and uh, Pedro Dupacus, played by uh, Cheech Marin, uh, picks him up, and at first he was uh, shocked that it was a man. It was uh, false advertising, and then uh, they get going. <laughs> hey, man, how far are you going, man? <laughs> oh, right here, it'd be fine, man. Of course, the topic of uh, getting high comes up, and Pedro, 
produces what he thinks is a joint. It's actually a toothpick, and then he gets a tiny pinner out, and uh, obviously the man is uh, not having any of that, and he takes over. Hey, you want to get high, man? Does Howdy Doody got wooden balls, man? I got a joint here, man. I've been saving for a special occasion. For me, this is my all-time favorite scene in any Cheech and Chong movie or any 420 film in general. Everybody has their favorites. Some people are big half-baked, obviously dazed to confuse. There's some good scenes. This scene is number one for me when it's, uh, you know, the characters meeting for the first time and Chong produces, or the man, played by Tommy Chong, produces this massive joint. Hijo de la chingada. Is that a joint, man? <laughs> that that looks like a, a quarter pounder, man. <laughs> talk, talk it out, man. Kind of grabs you by the boo-boo, don't it? That line by Tommy Chong kind of grabs you by the boo-boo, don't it? That line was, like, said daily with me and my friends in high school. And, yeah, every time, once in a while when somebody gets a little bit too, uh, takes too much, uh, we throw that. Kind of grabs you by the boo-boo, don't it? Because it's just the uh, line. We watch this movie over and over again. So Pedro, who was earlier bragging in the movie about he smoked everything from Acapulco Gold to Tidestick, you know, that stuff that's tied to a stick. But this quarter pounder that the man has produced really gets him going in a big way. Yeah, what was in this shit, man? Mostly Maui Wowie, man. Yeah? But it's got some Labrador in it. What's Labrador? It's dog shit. What? Yeah, my dog ate my stash, man. Yeah? So I had to follow him around a little baggie for three days before I got it back. I wonder what Great Dane tastes like, man. There's a little snippet of uh, what I think is one of the funniest scenes in 420 film history. The rest of the movie is great as well, but that scene when they first meet is terrific. I think it's their best movie, and it's the flick I grew up on when it came to cannabis. And I can't wait to see them in October here in Edmonton. Hopefully, maybe... I can sneak them on the show for a little bit. Tommy Chong as the man in Up and Smoke, our cannabis character today, and the number one seed in the Cannabis Character Cup. What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis store manager and educator. Another episode of What's That Strain, and today we are looking at Sour Tangy, a Sativa, and Lemon Skunk, a hybrid. Chris Ionson, who is the store manager of the Nova Cannabis White Ave location, and he's our educator, joins us as always. Thanks for making it out today. Great to be here, Dean. All right, Sour Tangy, Sativa. Uh, let's talk about this uh, in depth. It is from DNA Genetics. What do we know about DNA Genetics? Uh, DNA genetics, they are amazing. They are cannabis heroes of mine. I could, I could talk about them for a while. So, uh, DNA genetics, it stands actually for, uh, Don Morris and Aaron Yarconi. 
they are they are co-founders of DNA Genetics. Um, they were both born in California, um, and they took their uh, project and they were kind of growing cannabis in Cali um, illegally, and they took their uh, project out to Amsterdam in 2004. Um, where they uh, really focused on genetics and, and making uh, different uh, phenotypes of cannabis and selling seeds. Yeah, they are uh, the most awarded cannabis brand there is. Uh, they win cannabis cups every year. They've got over 180 awards globally. Yeah, they've uh, invented a number of very popular strains. Um, Jeez, my, my boss Grant uh, got to meet them recently at a, at a Vancouver uh, The Lift conference uh, sent a, a photo of him with them at dinner, and I fanboyed. I, I freaked out. Uh, they're, ju- they're just legends in my eyes. So That's uh, good. I like that. Yeah. I like that DNA stands for Dawn and Aaron, and I, don't, I think people probably see DNA genetics and think what most people think DNA stands for. So that's a great little backstory on um, you know, the, the Wayne Gretzky's of LPs, right? That this is your in your opinion, the, the the greatest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They are the in my eyes, the number one kind of cannabis growers. Uh they're just legends out there. Um every everyone knows them. Um yeah, they're great. And their history, when you look at it, and you know, we're gonna use uh, sour tangy today. Uh, but they have some pretty heavy hitter legendary strains that they've invented. For sure. Uh, Sour Kush, uh, that's theirs. And I, I feel like a lot of LPs make Sour Kush, but you'll never see um, Sour Kush by, uh, by a different LP. They're going to call it something else. Um, uh, for example, Symbol has a, uh, a Sour Kush. They call it Solar Power. Though they're not uh, the proprietary rights to the name Sour Kush is owned by DNA Genetics. Uh, they've also invented Kosher Kush. Uh, neat one about that is its uh, its mother plant was blessed by a rabbi. Wow, so, the the Kush is kosher. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty creative, actually. Yeah, and pretty... and that's an interesting backstory. Yeah, it is, uh, and that's that's a high THC indica. That's a really nice one too. Uh, LA Confidential is theirs too. Um, they, uh, it's kind of a throwback to where, where their roots are. Uh, they're, they're out of Hollywood, uh, where they call it Hollyweed. Nice. Um, and, uh, like Chocolope is theirs, uh, chocolate fondue. Um, I've had that. That's, uh, that's really nice actually. Yeah. Just a big legends in my eyes. Yeah. That's Love good DNA stuff. I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, giving Sour Tangy a try in the uh, Silver Surfer. Uh, THC CBD levels. What are we looking at with this and how would you classify it? Yeah, the batch we got today is uh, 15% THC and uh, less than 1% uh, CBD. Um, so we'll call it a, a mid-range uh, THC sativa here. Uh, it is about an 80% sativa cross uh, between uh, East Coast Sour Diesel and, and Tangy. So uh, it's, got, uh, it's got good genetics to it. All right, so this would be like a, a maybe a nice strain after somebody that doesn't have any experience with cannabis, has some experience. This would be a good strain to move up to and uh, use at some point. Yeah, that's that's perfect what you said there. Yeah, it's it's a ideal for that next step up. Uh, you know, I've been consuming cannabis for a little bit now uh, on lower THCs, and I'm ready for the next step. I mm-hmm. think something in that 15% range is perfect. Okay, and so when we talk about what's in a name, you mentioned it's a, a cross by uh, 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 sour diesel and tangy. You said. Yeah. And that's yeah. where we get the uh, the sour tangy. Okay, so packaging. Um, this uh, packaging we have seen before, but tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so we've got the the one gram tin, uh, and it's it's very similar to the uh, the tweed one gram tins that we had uh, previously on the show. 
Uh, and that's that's due to the fact uh, DNA genetics actually falls under the canopy growth umbrella. Uh, so you'll notice these same tins with LBS, uh, with Tweed, and with DNA genetics. You know what I did with those other tins is uh, I got all the labels off, soaked them in uh, hot water and uh, soap, all the labels off. And there's the false bottom, right? Yeah. So I drilled through the false bottom, and I'm going to try and put a plant in this huh. tin and grow, try to see if I can grow a plant in it or something, grow something. That's, that's a fun so, idea. Yeah, so I put some a drilled hole, I'm going to put some soil down and, uh, you know, find something. I can see if I can uh, recycle these because I think there's a lot of ways that you can recycle these at home. You, you know, you can take them into some stores. You can take them if they're plastic to some recycling. But I think there's a lot of ways to reuse this stuff at home. So that's one idea that I'm going to do. And I don't know, we'll see what, it might not work, and but it's kind of fun to try and recycle stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Grow a plant uh, from something that gave me something from a plant. So the terpenes in sour tangy. Yeah, so the terpenes, uh, the main ones, uh, are terpenaline. Uh, That's one we haven't really talked about much. Uh, And terpenaline is kind of interesting because it's a a mix of, of like three different notable flavors. So it's like citrus, floral, and piney kind of all mixed together. Uh, In essence, it kind of creates like a, a fresh smell. Uh, from the terpenaline. Uh, and then it's also got limonene, which is citrus, and myrcene, which is cloves. Okay, so we do this every once in a while, and I think it's important. Can you explain, uh, in case somebody new is listening, uh, what a terpene is? Yeah, absolutely. Terpenes are the ama- aromatic oils that uh, secrete from the, the glands on the cannabis plant. Um, and what they do, though, is they, they're going to make your, your cannabis uh, taste and smell a certain way. There's, uh, and there's terpenes not just in cannabis. It's in all kinds of plants. Uh, you know, it's not just a cannabis thing. Um, but uh, there's also effects that will come with, uh, with terpenes. Uh, whether it be uh, it'll help with your appetite or uh, it'll provide couch lock or that sedative effect or uh, bursts of energy, um, terpenes do play a factor into those effects. Yeah, the entourage uh, effect, you've called it in the past, right? Yeah, yeah, the entourage effect. And that's the combination of the THC percentage, the CBD content, and uh, as well as the terpenes. Those three mixed together will give you a desired effect. All right, so for sour tangy, what are we looking for when uh, we talk about desired effect? Uh, it's, it's definitely an uplifting, uh, type of cannabis. It's going to give you an elevated mood. Uh, I find that it's great for creativity and I also find, uh, I get a little activated buzz from it when I smoke it. Uh, it's also a crowd pleaser when I take it out for my, uh, my board game nights and show up with some sour tangy. Uh, the people are, are pleased with it. I like that. It's a board game strain. Well, like we, we've, we've found a strain that goes good with board game. Like if you're playing like, uh. Cards Against Humanity or something like that. That's a, that's a perfect a fun... board game for this, actually. Yeah, just a lot of laughs, and uh, it's, it's a nice social strain where, you know, people can get together, be goofy, uh, and have some laughs. Cards Against Humanity, I've only played it once. It was in with uh, some friends and their family, including parents and young child. <laughs> not, not young child, like 14 years old. Uh, but, man, that's a funny game. Some of the stuff that yeah. comes out on those cards... Oh, that is great. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm looking. I'm going to plan a little uh, sour tangy around the next board game night here at the uh, the marsh. I'm looking forward to that. What about taste test? Uh, as I give this a try, what should I expect? Um, the the first thing that I I notice with it is uh, it's smooth. It is very smooth, um, and it's going to be there's 
it's going to be sour tasting and, and fruity. Kind of those are the two main ones: sour tangy, sour and fruity. But the smoothness of of the smoke of the sour tangy is, is what I like the best about. Yeah, it. not like there's a little sour, but not uh, like puckering my lips uh, sour. Right? It's yeah. just a nice complement to uh, a little bit of the uh, the fruity, but not not to the point where I'm like. Uh, because I, I, I'm not a sour person, like I do not like uh, sour gum, wine gums, and things like that. But this is uh, this is good. This is not overpowering, and and it doesn't turn me off from it. Uh, do you notice the uh, the smoothness to it? Is mm, it? Yeah, like it's easy, right? Yeah, like it's you know you even sometimes with my vaporizer, some stuff will people talk about you don't want to uh, cough too much, so you try a vaporizer. But there are some. You, you some strains yeah. where it's they're they're pretty overpowering and they're strong and I don't know what it is and I'm sure at some point we'll get into that but this one is not a hint of that at all. Yeah, it's it's so like smooth. this is something I I could see you could use out of a pipe without any water and still feel pretty comfortable or yeah. or in a joint form things like that right? Yeah, yeah, joints of sour tangy are are awesome. <laughs> That's my go-to with the sour tangy. Um, just tastes amazing. Dope is dope I've ever smoked. Let's move on now to Lemon Skunk. This is a uh, hybrid, and uh, you know, Skunk seems to me uh, to be a pretty common name in, in different strains, and uh, I'm looking forward to this. This is a hybrid also from DNA Genetics, uh, who are under a pretty big umbrella. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're under the Canopy Growth umbrella. Uh, so in 2015, uh, Bruce Linton and the Canopy Growth people... Uh, Acquired uh, DNA genetics, uh, so they uh, they kind of uh, brought them in with the purpose to distribute them uh, across Canada uh, after after legalization. And uh, Don and Aaron also brought in as consultants for for Tweed for LBS for kind of their whole umbrella. As in, these guys know how to grow really good cannabis. Let's get them involved in all facets of our business. Pretty good guys, uh, and you know, as we talked about uh, the the Wayne Gretzky's of uh, cannabis involved, it's all, it's a pretty big no brainer to get them on as uh, consultants. So when we look at the history of Lemon Skunk, this is something we haven't discussed. So I'll let you explain it, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll double back if we need a, another explain explanation. But uh, tell me a little bit about the history behind Lemon Skunk. Yeah, the uh, the history behind lemon skunk is it's actually uh, two skunk phenotypes uh, that were crossed together that both had an abundance of kind of lemon flavors to them. Um, so hence the name lemon skunk. So when you talk about phenotypes, this is something that we haven't uh, you know crossed uh, paths with uh, in what's that strain. Explain what uh, phenotypes are. A plant's genetic makeup is called the genotype, and it acts as like a blueprint or you know a spectrum of the physical possibilities um, of of that plant. Uh, but it is up to the environment uh, to induce those those possibilities. Uh, the phenotype, so it's kind of like there there can be similarities, but it ultimately it will uh, the result will be based on the environment and how they're grown, what kind of nutrients they're fed, but very similar genetics. Okay, so almost like cousin strains, maybe not twin or brother or sister, but maybe a cousin strain? Yeah, I like that. I think cousin's a a good way to put it. Okay. All right, so that's uh, a little bit about uh, these two skunk uh, phenotype uh, strains that are, uh, you know, similar, uh, very, very, very similar, but not exactly the same, and that combines to make... Lemon skunk. What's the THC CBD levels on this? Uh, so uh, what we got today, we have uh, the one gram pre-rolled joint, uh, and it came in at twelve point four percent THC and uh, less than zero percent on the C- on the CBD. 
All right, so I, I picked this up, and uh, this is kind of an interesting. You've got uh, the packaging with this. It's basically a plastic tube. What's the, the, the consensus on this? People are okay with this packaging, do you think? Yeah, uh, I think it's been pretty well received because, I mean, it is a one-gram joint, so it's it's a big fatty in the in the, the, the case, so it does need to have some size to be able to store the joint. Uh, but what, it, what people like about it is it kind of looks like the, the tins uh, that the Canopy Growth Group are doing, mm-hmm. but they've just kind of elongated it um, to, to fit a, a big joint in it. Um, very pleasing on the eyes. Uh, it makes for a nice gift. I could uh, I could grow one really long flower out of this one. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, the terpenes in lemon skunk. Yeah, uh, so the main ones, uh, caryophyllene, um, which is the black pepper, uh, pinene, which is pine, and uh, bergamontine. Uh, this is a new one we haven't talked about yet, uh, and that's ground black pepper, so very similar to the caryophyllene. Uh, and then uh, also terpinaline, uh, which is uh, a combination of floral, citrus, and pine. It's that array of different smells that kind of gives you a fresh taste and smell. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, test this out. What about the desired effects for lemon skunk in this uh, one gram bat that we have here? <laughs> uh, definitely the effects you're, you're going to find, uh, happy uh, feelings of euphoria, um, uh, with my take on, on lemon skunk, and, and I've talked to a lot of my staff about it too, you know, we've been kind of trying to figure out to, whether it's an indica dominant hybrid or a sativa dominant. And through my personal experience with it, it, it kind of depends on, uh, on where I'm at in the day. Um, I've had lemon skunk uh, when I've been kind of, you know, beat and exhausted after, you know, a long day at work. And, and I find that it's great on the couch and it, it chills me out. But on the flip side, I've had lemon skunk, you know, during the day uh, doing activities with friends and, and there is still some, some energy there too. So I think it kind of depends where you're at. And uh, I think too, it'll depend on uh, your endocannabinoid system. Everyone's got that different biology. So um, definitely, uh, I will say the effects that you'll find with it, uh, you're going to be, you're going to feel good. You're going to be happy. Uh, lemon skunk is good for that. I canoed this. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man, I got to do some surgery on this. So, okay, um, what about the taste test? Um, um, I taste a little bit. I can taste that little spicy kick to it. So what else am I uh, tasting? Yeah, for sure. The uh, the taste uh, that I kind of noticed uh, when I when I rock it is, is definitely, it's a peppery, uh, that peppery kind of spice there, um, and skunk, too. I, I find it's uh, got a nice skunky taste to it uh, with just kind of notes of lemon. It's not, it doesn't taste overly uh, citrusy. Yeah, just a little bit, but I, I definitely get the uh, the peppery taste, too. And uh, I, I, I love a good skunky weed. Like, it's just, I don't know, it just seems like it's more fun. You know, when I first started um, with cannabis in my, you know, 15-year-old years and just remember, like you know, getting the bag and the ta- the smell of it, being so scared that everybody's gonna find out. So it's <laughs> it's like a, a trip back in time. But I really enjoy this. It's very uh, I love the the peppery taste for it for sure. The the peppery aftertaste for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, to to go with the uh, the skunk smell there. Uh, I just recall growing up, uh, my my father consumed cannabis and and I had no idea as a child, and uh, he used to consume it in our in our garage. And he would tell me as a child, Chris. Uh, going to get you to stay out of the garage. We've got a family of skunks that have moved in. Uh, and so if you need something from what? the garage. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, naive me, I, I fell for it. I was like, okay. So 
if I wanted my soccer ball out of the garage, uh, I'd tell dad, he'd go get it for me. I'd kick my soccer ball around the yard. And when I was done, I would just put it up against the garage door and dad would put it away uh, later on uh, just because he was trying to keep me out of the garage because the family of skunks was in there. <laughs> that is awesome. Great story. Uh, this has been What's That Strain? Chris, thanks very much. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dean. Time now for Tools of the Trade. Is this a dream? The latest and greatest in cannabis accessories. That was an awesome story from Chris Ianson, our educator on what's that strain. And uh, yeah, you know, everybody would talk about skunk and weed, and uh, but to have your... Uh, it's a pretty smart thing for uh, Chris's dad to come up with as well, uh, until you probably get a little bit older. And now you don't have to hide it anymore, for sure. Okay, on Tools of the Trade today, we are talking about something that everybody should have, especially if you are going to uh, get seriously into cannabis. Are you still using your hands to break up your weed? Or using scissors to cut it up? That is no good. Stop it! S-T-O-P, new word, I-T. You know, this is not Yiddish, this is English. Stop it! Exactly. Thanks to uh, Mr. Bob Newhart for that advice. Get a grinder. That's what we're talking about today in Tools of the Trade. We've uh, featured bongs before and uh, do-it-yourself joints as well as uh, bongs at home that you can make. And today we're talking grinders. Uh, I have uh, I, I've experienced with different ones. I've gone the, uh, you know, cheap way, um, you know, just get any kind of grinder. They wear out. It's just not worth it. They get gunked up and there's nothing worse when you're trying to grind your weed as far as a cannabis consumer and you can't get your grinder apart because it's all stuck and it won't turn and you're frustrated and yeah, it uh, defeats the purpose of uh, using cannabis to relax in certain situations if you can't even get to it. So I have a couple of different options now. Um, I, th the one thing I have is the Banana Bros. It's like a miller, and it, it uh, you know, grinds mills. Uh, there's, a, there's a bit of a difference, but it, it gets your cannabis down to the perfect size for either smoking joints or out of a bong. And the great thing about the Banana Bros is you can put your uh, weed in there, push the button, it's automatic, it mills it up, and you can attach it to a cone holder. It will fill the cone for you. So this is perfect for me because I suck at rolling joints. I tried to improve. I haven't improved. Hopefully I get there one day, uh, but this is a, an, an option for me to enjoy the joints when I want to, or I could fill my bowl. They have a bowl filler attachment. So that's the one thing I use a lot of the times. And then when I go on the road anywhere. I was just uh, uh, down in Calgary and drove back through the mountains. I, I have the Wolf 6-in-1 tool. This is pretty cool because it has a, a pipe, uh, a grinder. It has a tool to dig around your pipe and uh, get the ash out. It's got a bottle opener, It's uh, and it has a keef catcher at, at the bottom. So uh, it's like a, an amazing 6-in-1 uh, tool take it wherever I go on the road when I'm traveling. It's all I need. If you're going to a friend's house or going out for a fire or something like that, that's all you need. It's perfect. Uh, so I, I always have a grinder. And, and this is what I will say. 
you can use, uh, I guess if you really uh, were desperate and didn't have anything, I've used a coffee grinder for a long time, but I find sometimes the coffee grinder, it gets it too fine, and that sometimes doesn't work. But if you are going to get a grinder, and I uh, think you really should, get one that makes sure it has a keef catcher on it. That keeps the good stuff. There's two, three, and four pieces grinders that are out there. It's worth it to get a four-piecer if you're going to get one, in my opinion, because the keef at the bottom is the crystals, the stuff that falls off of it. We'll talk a little bit more about that in Weed Word of the Day in our next segment, but that's the best stuff. You collect it at the bottom of your grinder, and depending on how much you use, you could have, if you ever run out, it will just uh, fly into the moon. It's so wonderful. Uh, so anyway, if you're going to get a grinder, spend the money, get a four-piece uh, the uh, the Wolf Grinder is pretty cool. They're uh, a local company here in Edmonton, uh, but there's some good ones out there. So I, I highly uh, implore you to, if you're going to get into cannabis or you are, and you're still using scissors or your hands, just get the grinder, get any kind of grinder at the very least. And uh, I suggest one, uh, a four-piece where you have the Keef Catcher. So that is grinders in tools of the trade. Bud, dope. Flower, ganja, Mary Jane. We all have our own language when it comes to cannabis. Herb, John Lennon, plant, tie stick, salad. So let's explore another weed word of the day. Samuel L. Jackson, the hobbit's leaf, Lady Gaga, 420. To wrap things up with our weed word of the day, we are talking about the word flower in relation to uh, cannabis. So we had Nora Salem from Bud and Bloom on earlier, and of course, she does beautiful canna floral arrangements, and you can uh, receive a $35 canna floral arrangement from Bud and Bloom. All you have to do is follow us at the Cannabis 101 on Twitter, follow Nora at BudBloomYEG, and tweet at both of us with the hashtag BudBloom101. So that's why we're going with the word flower today in our weed word of the day. And um, one of the words associated with cannabis and flower is bud, and that is the cannabis plant's flower. You might hear the term top cola buds. That refers to the large and best parts of the plant as it's coated in keef. And I told you earlier, uh, that's the best part. That falls off uh, the crystals. You have a catcher. Um, it has uh, your reserve, if you will, to use a wine term. And this is the strongest and best tasting part of the plant, the bud, uh, top cola bud with uh, heavily coated keef. The word chiva, another term for weed, comes from the Spanish word chiva, which actually translates to heroin. So I don't know how it ever got turned around to cannabis. The term crystals goes back to uh, that uh, top cola bud part we were talking about. That's what makes the plant kind of sparkle. And if you have a lot, you're in good shape. Uh, for those home growers, look for those crystals. They are trichomes that contain the most THC and cannabinoids. This is what you want a grinder with a keef catcher for to keep all the crystals that fall off when you grind it up. And then you have a beautiful blend for a nice party. There is a kaya, which literally means beautiful in Jamaica. It also means marijuana, especially after Bob Marley sang about it. So that's one of the slang words uh, for if you're ever in Jamaica and you're looking for some marijuana and you hear the term kaya, that's what they'll be talking about. Bang, B-H-A-N-G, is originally refers to a cannabis-infused drink in India, but a lot of people use it to 
uh, talk about uh, marijuana flower. Mota is Spanish slang for marijuana. Mother, that's a term you might hear uh, quite a bit if you are going to get into growing, especially it's a large cannabis plant without its limbs to clone strains. This is kind of how growers produce large amounts of one strain. They they take care of the mother plant. Uh, it's like taking care of the queen bee in the hive. You lose that mother plant and it could be the end of days for an entire line, a genetic line of cannabis. So you really want to be careful with the uh, mother plant. Uh, Treefer. This is interesting when I was looking up different research. Um, you know, there's cannabis slang and then there's cannabis slang that is being combined and that's what treefer comes uh the the slang tree which refers to cannabis and reefer two different slang words for the plant and then of course there is the term mary jane which is simply a play on the word marijuana all right that's going to wrap up our show i'd like to thank nora salem from bud and bloom for joining us Uh, remember follow her on Twitter at BudBloomYEG. Follow us at the Cannabis 101 and use the hashtag BudBloom101 to tweet at us and you could receive a $35 Canna Floral Arrangement. Also like to thank David Wiley from OkanaganZ.com slash OZ for This Week in Cannabis News and of course Chris Ianson is our educator on what's that strain. Fun show coming up next week. Uh, We're going to showcase a local company that is rising in the cannabis world, and we'll also have something to give away from them as well. Have yourself a wonderful week. Happy Canada Day. I won't talk talk to you until after Canada Day, so have a great legalization Canada Day. Celebrate with cannabis if you can, and of course, be safe. Remember, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond.